Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Tribe Geeks podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the one thing that we get asked virtually every day, and that is how can I make more sales using my Facebook group? So that's what we're going to be going into. Don't go away. You're listening to the Tribe Geeks podcast, brought to you by tribegeeksacademy.com. This podcast was created for just one reason, to help you to improve your organic marketing skills and leverage the power of Facebook to generate more leads, more sales, and more impact with your online business. We've been using Facebook groups and organic marketing methods to build our business and work from home for more than nine years now, and we've picked up a trick or two. Join us on our journey as we share what's worked for us, what hasn't, and how you can use that to build an audience of raving fans and buyers for your business with your host, Steve Haradine. So when it comes to building a business online, I think it's fair to say that selling isn't something that comes naturally to most. And it really shouldn't come as any big surprise because I don't know about you, but I was never taught how to sell particularly, you know, from the time when I went to school or really at any time in my professional career. Even when I had sales jobs, and I've had a lot of those, I might have been shown some of the most basic objection handling training by trainers who were usually, let's be honest, they were usually failed salespeople themselves. And they were being paid by the hour to come in and give a very half-hearted presentation, usually and it was usually during our lunchtime, about what we should say to customers. But actual sales training? Well, I don't think we could call it that. And I think that's fundamentally true of most people when they decide to start an online business. They might have a product or a service that they love, and they want to go ahead and promote it, but they've never really been shown how to effectively sell it. And I think it frightens a lot of people. And so many of us don't think of ourselves as natural salespeople. I know I I definitely don't fit the mold of what I imagine a traditional salesperson to be like. And I know that this inability to sell effectively means that the vast majority of people building a business online end up focusing on the wrong things. And usually the place they focus is on the tools, right? Things like the latest new funnel builder or the newest social media fad without ever really finding out what makes people tick and more importantly, what makes people buy. I mean, you've only got a venture online for just a few minutes and you're going to trip over some guru telling you that all you need is their latest system or this shiny new piece of software to be able to sell on autopilot without having to do any real work or learn any skills at all. And I'm not saying that they're not good systems. You know, some of them are okay, but there's no system in the world that will make somebody buy something that they flat out don't want in the first place, or they've got no idea why they even need it. It's really made the internet, and in particular social media, a messy place to be most of the time because there's a prevailing attitude that all you need to do is sling enough links around the internet and the sales will come flooding in. So that's what most people go out there and do. And let's be honest here, if most of the companies out there, and I'm including the companies that sell qualifications in this, you know, if they actually told the people that they were trying to recruit or to sell their training program to, 
that there was some hard work involved and they'd have to learn how to go out and sell and market themselves, they'd probably be way down on their sales and recruitment numbers because it would definitely scare a lot of people off. So instead, they tell people that once you're qualified, you're going to have more clients than ever. Or they'll say, you know, this product is so good that it practically sells itself. All you need to do is go out there and tell everyone you know about it. Well, unfortunately for many, there's a little more to it than that. And that's really why the vast majority are struggling to make sales online. But having said that, you know, selling is a skill that can be learned just like anything else. You know, I've been in and around some really big sales organizations during most of my working life. Um, Just to give you a little bit of background about me, I was the UK and Nordic sales manager for a company called Western Digital Hard Drives, um, which a lot of you guys have probably got in your computers without even realizing it. Big, big company. Um, And as well as that, I was the head of the retail sales division for the largest UK-owned computer distribution company for quite a few years. You know, I've, I've been all over Europe attending sales meetings. I've done the trade shows in Vegas. You know, I'd be responsible for selling to companies like Amazon, PC World, which if you're in the UK, you'll know is a big computer reseller, companies like Debenhams, QVC, Argos, you know, loads of massive companies. So I know a bit about how traditional sales organizations work. But in all honesty, that experience really hasn't helped me one jot in building our business and selling online. And here's why. Selling online requires a totally different mentality. And the reason I say that is because when you work for a company, there's an inherent structure to what you sell and how you sell it. You've generally got a line of products that are all carefully chosen that you need to go out and sell to particular customers or a particular sector of the market. That means you don't have to source any of it or make it yourself. In fact, you don't even see it most of the time. It's really little more than just like a barcode or a skew to any salesperson. Usually the benefits and the selling points of that product or product range have already been clearly identified and the customer base is usually aware that they need exactly what you're trying to sell to them. Even if it comes down to price to win a deal, and it often does, particularly in the industry that I was in, it would usually come down to price you'd find there are a set of parameters that you have to abide by. Otherwise, the deal just isn't worth doing. So there's, you know, there's somebody to tell you how far you can go on price. In other words, there are rules and guidelines that someone else has already set in place around how that business runs. And that keeps us within the lines of what we should and shouldn't do. We don't have to decide what to charge for things. We don't have to come up with the marketing strategies, if you can call them that. Right? There's, there are teams of people for that. You know, back when I was in corporate, and yep, I did that. I had to wear a suit and tie for work. Well, every week, what we would do, we would have the division heads go and sit down for a marketing meeting with the chairman of the company. And this was for a company that was turning over around £300 million a year. So not a small company, right? Not by any means. And the marketing strategy, more often than not, if you can call it that, um, was somebody saying, okay, so what are we putting in the catalogue this month? That was pretty much it. So even if we've had a sales-based upbringing, we've never had to do most of the hard stuff like coming up with products, 
Coming up with marketing messages that actually get people to buy stuff now. Coming up with deciding what to charge, you know, building a, a customer base and USPs for our company's stuff. It's all been done for us. We were never taught how to do all of that stuff. And boy, I don't know about you, right? But most of the people that I would work with would absolutely make it their job to know what their job is and what their job isn't. And, you know, if it didn't fall within our job remit, then we didn't do it. It was very, very clear. And it's a totally different scenario when you're working for yourself online because you are responsible for everything. You are responsible for the pricing, the products, the marketing, the sales, the messaging, and most people are completely thrown by it. So what most people do when they start an online business is kind of breeze past all that essential stuff and they start listening to the gurus. You know, these guys that will keep you focused on the tactics, like the latest system or app that incidentally, they're not usually using themselves, but will miraculously work for you somehow. Um, these guys, they totally want you to ignore the fundamentals and focus on the lovely, new, shiny, hypnotic object, whatever it is that they, they happen to be pushing and selling at that time. And I know that because I bought into this mentality big time when I first started my online journey and I struggled and it kept me stuck big time. Now, let me know if this sounds like something that you can relate to. Because I've got this this line from one of my favourite songs um, by a guy called Paul Weller. Hopefully a lot of you guys have heard of him. It just rolls around in my head because I know this is how I felt when I started trying to piece all this stuff together. And I'm not going to sing it, so don't worry. But the line goes, the more I see, the more I know, the more I know, the less I understand and that's just how I felt because it seemed like every time I did a new training, there was some conflicting advice telling me to do something totally opposite to the training I just watched before that. You know, I'd just start thinking I'd had a breakthrough and then I think, well, you know, how does this thing fit in with that? You know, there's so much. There was email marketing, webinars, um, you know, SEO, live video, YouTube, copywriting, ads, you know, on and on it goes. And I felt like I had to learn them all and make them all fit together somehow before I could move forward. I was literally going round and round in circles and getting really frustrated and overwhelmed in the process. But because I'm stubborn, the one thing I won't do is quit. Um, so I started looking for some way to make sense of all the conflicting advice that was pretty much driving me nuts. And one day, and this is just my experience, but one day I actually found something that made total sense to me and it helped me to cut through all the fog that was keeping me from seeing my way forward. And you know what? It wasn't in some brand new course. It wasn't in some app. It was actually in an old school PDF version of an ebook that was published as a memoir in the 60s. It wasn't even a book at the time. It was like a memoir. Um, but it was a book about selling. And the author, uh, we're going to talk about in a moment, the author has since passed away and his, his widow had actually published this memoir. Um, but he was one of the most successful salesmen of his time. And the book is called 
aptly. The book is called The Secret of Selling Anything, a roadmap to success for the salesman who is not aggressive, who is not a smooth talker, and who is not an extrovert. And it's by a guy called Harry Brown. What a great title that is. Tells you exactly who it's for. Now, at the time, you could only get this directly from the author's widow. They'd set up a little website and you could order it directly, but it has since been listed on Amazon. I will put a link in the show notes if anybody wants to go ahead and grab a copy for themselves. Um, I would definitely advise that you do. Now, what was different, right? What was different about this particular book? Well, it's certainly not the only book on sales out there. You know, I've read lots and lots of books since. Obviously, there are a lot of good books out there. This was just the one that made a big impact on me. And this book was written well before the internet was even a thing. But because of that, it totally blows past all of the fluff and the shouty BS that's so prevalent online. And it breaks down what actually makes people buy stuff. And it helped me to understand what makes people tick and how to actually get them to buy what you have to offer if they were ever in the market for it in the first place. And that's a really important distinction. In fact, I will read you a short quote from the book real quickly. And the quote says, selling is easy. It's always easy if you think of the prospect as someone you're trying to help. It becomes difficult when you think of your prospect as an adversary who must be outmaneuvered. Sometimes you don't sell what the prospect wants or needs, but then it's much nicer to admit that to yourself and to the customer quickly so you don't waste time trying to persuade someone who will never buy, and even if they do, you've done them harm. So we transitioned from worrying about all of the fancy systems and software and how to, you know, sell, 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 that that mentality that seems to keep so many people spinning their wheels. And we tried to think about how we could help as many people as possible to get what they wanted using our zone of genius, which is organically marketing your business using Facebook and in particular Facebook groups, as you'll know, if you've listened to any of our other podcasts or been around us at all. And, you know, that changed everything for us. Everything started to change once we applied that mentality. Not only that, but as I now look around the internet, I see that just about anyone with any level of success is pretty much following a version of what's laid out inside this book. You know, they're focused on genuinely providing something that helps people. Conversely, anyone not following these principles is generally, you know, a here today, gone tomorrow, you know, kind of affair because they're typically not offering any real value. And the only way to build a sustainable business on or offline is to provide value. Your customers are not idiots. Right? If you're trying to make a quick sale and you just aren't interested in helping them get results, they're going to pick up on that. In fact, that's usually what they think everyone's trying to do anyway. Right? They already think we're trying to take advantage. So it's our job to show them why that's not true of us. Now, this book, Harry's book, is around 120 pages long, so I can't possibly go into everything that's mentioned in the book here, and I wouldn't out of respect for the author, but I will break down a few ways that you can use the sales principles included in that book to make sales while leveraging the power of your Facebook group. 
Sound good? Cool. Okay, right. So principle number one, people buy what they want. So there has to be some perceived value to your offer. And that value needs to be something that your prospect values more than the money in their bank account. Otherwise, they're just not going to buy. Now, every decision that people make in life is centered around one thing, essentially, and that is to replace unhappiness with happiness. Okay, People want to feel happy. They want to solve a problem and move forward. And feeling like they got value is a form of happiness. So selling isn't about convincing someone to buy something that they didn't really want or didn't really need or being, you know, a super smooth closer, this charismatic person that can convince people to do things they don't want to do. In fact, it's almost impossible to sell something to someone if they don't want that thing in the first place. Really, what it's about is finding out what people already want or need and finding a way to deliver it to them so they feel like they got value. You know, turning unhappiness into happiness. Now, this means that we've got to know a little bit about them and have a system for putting such things in their path. We need to get whatever we've got that will help them get what they want in front of them. And if we can do that, then selling becomes easy. Now, Facebook groups are a great way to do this because A, your members will already perceive you as somebody who has the answers that they need. Okay, that's one of the big powers of having a group. B, Facebook groups are a brilliant way to get members to open up and tell us what they need and what they want. And C, getting someone to buy something on the first time of them seeing it is very, very difficult to do unless you're lucky enough to have a bit of a unique no-brainer product. And that's something that doesn't come along very often. You know, you think of maybe like an iPhone or something like that where the value is just obvious and indisputable and you can clearly explain that to everyone that sees it. But these are kind of like unicorn products, you know, these are rare beasts. And usually it takes a company as brilliant as Apple to go out and develop them. Now, you might get lucky on occasion and you might make a sale to someone who is in the right place at the right time. But generally, this isn't really sustainable. So to put this principle into layman's terms, we need something of value to our customer to exchange for our customer's money. And it needs to be perceived to be worth more than the money to our customer, or they just ain't going to buy. It's that simple, right? So it needs to be something whereby they have a reason to want it, and it has to do something for them. It has to change their world for the better. And we have to be able to clearly explain what that is quickly and simply. Now, typically, people need to see an offer a few times before they realize the value of that particular offer. And again, Facebook groups are the perfect place to magnify that perceived value of what you've got because you can point out all of the different benefits of buying your product or service in various posts to an audience that's going to get warmer and warmer every time they hear from you. You know, just randomly slinging links around and hoping that someone's going to love what you've got enough to pull out their credit card and just buy on the spot is not a solid strategy for success. 
Now, if you need help getting clear on your offer and how to present it to your audience in a clear, compelling way, this is exactly what I covered in episode one of this podcast series. And again, I'll leave a link in the show notes for you. And it's also what we teach inside of the Tribe Geeks Academy. So definitely check out those two places if you want to know more about how to do that. So on to principle number two. And principle number two is that people buy from people they know, like, and trust. Now, I must have heard this like a thousand times from my dad when I was growing up. And it turns out he was actually totally right, which I would never actually tell him to his face. But anyway, he'd always say, you know, people buy from people. And to take that one step further, people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. So if you're brand new to someone, and you tell them that your product or your service is going to help them get a result, chances are they're not going to be convinced. Especially with all the snake oil salesmen that are out there right now making all these big promises, you know, they can't trust you because they just don't know you. Unless that is, you can put that person in front of an audience of people inside your Facebook group that are happy to confirm that you are in fact the real deal. For example, every time we have somebody ask if it's a good idea for them to join the Tribe Geeks Academy, we generally don't have to say a word. We just kind of step back because our tribe, the people in, in our Facebook community, they're the ones that actually come forward and edify us. They're the ones that come forward and shout out about how good it's been for them. And it's really the quickest way to develop trust with a new person and take them from cold to hot. And as far as the like element is concerned, remember, if someone's getting value, if we're really helping them, this equals happiness. And if we're providing happiness to our group members, we're building goodwill because we're making them happy. Now, if we're making them happy, do you think there's no way that they're not going to like us? I mean, it's really unlikely. And Facebook groups achieve all of the above more effectively than just about any other medium that we've come across. So we always advise people to use them to build relationships with your tribe. And if you can do this well and make offers that will help your audience to get what they want, then selling will become easy. So let's move on to principle number three, and that is that People are essentially tribal by nature. You know, they need a community to belong to. So it's no secret that Facebook over the last couple of years have committed to making communities or groups their major focus going forward. Okay, they've made that very, very public. And it's largely because they recognize what one of the all-time marketing greats, a guy called Dan Kennedy, would often say. And that is that most people... Most people that you come across, particularly online, are walking around with their umbilical cords in their hands looking for some place to plug it in. In other words, people are looking for somewhere to belong where they feel like they fit in and they feel like they're validated. Now, I think we can all agree that this was true in times gone by where, you know, if you didn't belong to a tribe, then you, you didn't tend to last very long, right? Your tribe was your protection. They were your community and everybody looked after each other. And that was how you survived. But what about now? Is being part of a tribe still a big driver in human behavior? Well, 
I was never taught this at school, although I think it's something maybe they teach in schools in the US. And drop me a comment, let me know if I'm right in saying that. But there's something that many people refer to when they're looking into what makes people behave the way they do. And it's something called Maslow's Hierarchy of Human Needs. And according to Maslow, there are five levels of basic human needs. And you'll usually see this demonstrated with, you know, like an image of a pyramid. That's what you'll see if you Google that. Um, and this pyramid has kind of like layers that represent each level of human need. And as each need is satisfied, a person will then move on up to the next level. That's pretty much how it's explained. Now, what psychologists accept as the basic needs of just about every person on this planet, they are as follows. So firstly, we all need to take care of our physiological needs. And that means, you know, having enough uh, food. It means having enough water, having air, having shelter, and basically everything that we need to survive on a really, really basic level. Pretty obvious stuff, okay? So no, no big surprises there. Next, we need to take care of our safety because we need to look after things like our health. We need to have a place to live where we feel safe. You know, we need a job, some kind of income, some means to survive. That's the next level. So those are your first two levels, basic elemental things to survive and then an element of safety and some kind of structure, some kind of stability that will allow us to thrive and survive. Now then, after that, assuming that our basic needs and our safety are taken care of, after that, according to Maslow, we need to have a sense of belonging or a feeling of being loved. We need to have companionship. In other words, we need a tribe. Now, you'll notice that the need to feel connected to others comes right after taking care of our most basic needs of having what we need to survive and to feel safe. And that makes that sense of belonging pretty high up on the scale of what people need to feel happy and complete in their lives, right? As just, you know, happy, well-balanced people. And it only gets stronger from there because the next levels of human need are esteem. In other words, we need to feel appreciated. We need to have the respect of other people. And then the top level is self-actualization or the need to be creative and be able to solve problems. So being a part of a community and having the respect and acceptance of others is massively important on the scale of basic human needs. And Facebook knows this. And you know, it's certainly been our experience that people will come to your Facebook group for the content and all the information but they'll stay for the community and the sense of belonging to your group. Because we're not just building a Facebook group, we're building a tribe, we're building an audience. And once you give people a home online, somewhere where people feel they belong and they're secure, you essentially eliminate all of your competition. You know, once your audience have a bond with you and your community, it's very, very unlikely that they'll buy from anybody else. And as long as you're promoting products that are in line with what your tribe are trying to achieve for themselves, then selling becomes superfluous, which is exactly what Harry Brown describes inside his book. 
You know, there's no need to convince people or be an aggressive closer if you're helping people to get where they're already trying to go. And it kind of irritates me when I see people out there saying things like, you know, I'll help you to become a super closer, you know, this super salesperson, because all they're actually doing and all they're actually teaching other people to do is take care of their own selfish needs and not the needs of their customer. Do you remember how it was phrased in the quote from the book that I mentioned? It said, don't waste time trying to persuade someone who will never buy. And even if they do, you've done them harm. And that's certainly been our experience. And we've made it one of our core policies to never sell anything if it wasn't in our customer's best interest. And it's been an absolute game changer for us. And I know it can be for you too. You just need to stop chasing the shiny objects and focus on what's proven to work. Now, we're here to help you and encouraging you to become a member of the Tribe Geeks Academy is the best way that I know how to help anybody. Everything you need to start attracting your ideal audience and making more sales the right way is in there. And I'll leave a link in the show notes if you want to learn more. Anyway, I hope you found this podcast episode helpful. I hope you got value from it. Please let me know what you think. Are you enjoying these podcasts? Do you hate them? You know, let me know. I would love to hear from you either way. Anyway, that's it from me. Until next time, take care and thanks for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Tribe Geeks Academy. If you're an online expert or a home business owner and you're looking to build your tribe, then we've got everything you need. We'll show you how to harness your message so your audience know exactly how you can help them. We'll show you how to build a huge warm audience that recognize you as the go-to person in your niche. And we'll show you how to tie it all together using systems and strategies without the confusing techno babble. Bottom line, we'll show you how to leverage the power of Facebook and groups to make more impact and more sales. Want to know more? Head on over to tribegeeksacademy.com and let us help you get your business on the map. I'll see you over there.